If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ESPN 690 and Action Sports Shacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! But what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love, really celebrating their relationship. Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurt, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. My name Friends stuff is over with. <laughs> you sound like every listener. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. What'd Not you, true. What do you do to my headphones over here, Kurtz? So here's the deal. That... What, you don't have to pick up the whole thing, dog. That uh, quarter inch yeah. sucks. So I switched it out with mine. All right. And gave you the crappy one, naturally. <laughs> I can sense that. So do you want the good one back? As I'm crackling in my ear, though. If you got to quit, I'll, I'll give you one. It's fine. I'm now, good. Here's, here's the thing. That's actually the quarter inch that you have been using for probably you know a couple years. Uh, so it's old and worn out. I have the new ones that Aaron bought. Ah, look at that. But I had left my good one over there a little bit ago, so you had been using my good one, reaping the rewards of a good quarter inch. <laughs> How much did these cost, Aaron? It's like five for a pack of ten. <laughs> five bucks for ten. It's like double Casey's yearly income. <laughs> that is literally thirty-three percent of what he would I'm charge me for that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of, I know I gotta get. I was thinking of you. I gotta get you Venmo your sharpies or something. You owe me all kinds of money. I all do. kinds of money. We need to start like keeping the big board. You know, like some people take donations to a big tote board. We need to keep the Brent in debt to Casey board. Yeah, he wants to go to the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> I might be pulling from that debt. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Appreciate you, G. How much are we all going to the Super Bowl if the Jags go to the Super Bowl? I told my wife to expect I'd be gone for a couple of days. All right. I don't know if she's uh, going to acknowledge I said it, but <laughs> I said it. We'll be there. Um, who's going to Kansas City? You see a lot of people going? We have a lot of Jags fans going. You I know seen, what? I've seen a good amount of people. I haven't. The people I thought who were going to go aren't. Like, uh, I've been following along ever since the viral uh, uh, Pedro? PowerPoint, Pedro. And it turns out. Yeah, uh, I don't he's think got, he can go. He's got some personal stuff going on. But he's sending the blankie. He That's is. I saw that. He said it with Bold City Cap and, and some others, I think it was. Um, I've seen some people, though. You know, they're going. But listen, I'm going to tell you what. If you're flying from Jacksonville to Kansas City, ain't easy. I ain't gonna say nothing about your finances, but you built different. <laughs> you are built different than I am. I just talked to uh, Dan Arnold about it. He's like, yeah, it's seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah. So and okay, now the, I don't know what talk about your finances though. <laughs> I was not sure what airline he was on because I mean you could get them cheaper than that, but they are pretty pricey. They are. I tried to do it. But then I said, ah, I work here. And, I, you know, the other thing is, like, you go out of Orlando. Like, we'll look at Orlando a lot of times. Yeah, it's cheaper out of there most of the time. Well, most of the time, but it's not that cheap. And also, nah. it's just Kansas City's airport must suck. It's a small airport. It's also in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's only like, what's it, like 20 minutes from 
The stadium? Well, you're is flying to Kansas or Missouri. Of, I'm talking about Kansas City as the city is in the middle of nowhere. Oh, oh, oh. Well, but you would think like uh, it's in the middle of the country, so therefore the airport would be like a hub. Like Indianapolis thing, yeah. is decent airport mm-hmm. because it's right in the middle of the country. Columbus, right in the middle of the country. I think, uh, I mean, Kansas City would feel that way. Yeah. But maybe St. Louis plays that or acts yeah, that St. way. St. Louis is a big airport. St. Louis, their airport's like actually called like Middle America or something. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City's a cool town, but Loved airport. It. Uh, Loved it. So, so. Great barbecue. Decent bars. Any stories about barbecue? <laughs> no, kind of like the cheese curds? No squeaky cheese, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to the cheese curd story. <laughs> it was a true story. <laughs> uh, barbecue in uh, Kansas City is supposed to be unbelievable. Barbecue in a lot of places is unbelievable. Like, I don't get that hyped up on barbecue to be like, I got to go. I've, I've had it in Kansas City. Yeah, and, but and like the barbecue a, here is delicious. I love it here. So as someone who didn't grow up in Kansas City, I'm like, I think Jacksonville barbecue is, is pretty good also. Casey, but, you a barbecue guy? Oh, Brandon Fat. <laughs> Come on. You know, growing up for me, though, I thought barbecue was it. hot dogs and burgers. I didn't realize it was like a genre <laughs> a of food. You've a... said it before, by the way. Me? Okay. No, 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 Brent. Oh. Sorry, I was continuing a conversation that was over. That, that's actually kind of funny, you know. That's, that's kind of what, what it was. was. You're right. It's like grilling out, It's right? like, hey, you want to have barbecue? Yeah, I can go for a hot dog. <laughs> and like here, that's if you say that, you get salad. like smacked or something. You get thrown out of the establishment you're in. There is, there is some truth to that. Yeah. And and I like barbecue, like because I like just about any food. Mm-hmm. But I I will say I've gone to, I, I've had good barbecue in Nashville. Yes, uh, and I've had the it's good barbecue in Kansas City. It's great, but yeah. I just don't know. Like I was like, whoa, I can't wait to go back. I know the places. Like I, the there's a couple of them that you go to. And Jack you're Sack supposed is the to big famous to, one. Right? Yeah, but. Last time I went to Kansas City, I didn't go to barbecue. Went to somewhere else. Austin's got good barbecue too. Oh, I would imagine. Right? When I went to Austin for it a doesn't work have thing. good barbecue. Austin, oh. have you ever had bad barbecue? Yes. Huh. What's bad barbecue? Columbus, Indiana. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Don't yeah eat raccoon isn't Columbus. supposed to be made yeah. into barbecue. Don't eat barbecue in Indiana. <laughs> Roadkill from the that's back the of the store. That's the advice I could give you. They're cooking yeah. up squirrel with burnt ends. It's truly, it's mid. Yeah, Austin was good barbecue, but I ended up also going to um, Vince Young's Steakhouse, VY. Hmm. That was a good steak. Was like it? The Vince Young? Man can't pass a wonder lick, but he could certainly cook a steak, man. Woo. Good stuff. <laughs> why did the sh- like? Why did you have to take a shot at him for no, no reason? No, the shot's facts. Like, it's, I get it, but, like, there's no reason. <laughs> Look, I'm a journalist. Are you? <laughs> he scored, like, a historic low score on the wonder lick. What do you want me to do? I can't change it. I get it. I just appreciate it. This isn't the college admission scandal. We're not cheating on the wonder lick for the guy. This is no. what he did. Look, they put it on tape. He put it on paper. What do you want me to do? I get it, but it just came out of nowhere off the top rope. Like, just you saying. were just talking about his steakhouse. When By you the think way, Vince he's an Young. idiot. That's when like how you that think went. Vince Young, you think crying, and you think wonder licked. That's what I think. <laughs> oh. I don't think either and of those. And good steakhouse. And, well, good steakhouse now. That's what some of us I think. associate that with. Yeah. Okay. I've never been to Austin, Texas. I cried like at the go. steakhouse. It was delicious. <laughs> you, know, you know, you just did something there that I actually did last night spontaneously. What's that? And then th- I kind of felt bad about it. I said, when the when what's, her, what's his name couldn't make a kick? Oh, Mar. I was like, uh, Chuck Knobloch is now kicking for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Chuck Knobloch. I, I sent you. I sent you a text not too long ago. Mackie Sasser was another one of I those know, guys. They get the yips. Steve Sachs, Mackie Sasser, but Chuck Knobloch to me is like the poster child for that. Big mm. time. Don't you remember? And, and everybody, some career, people yeah. are coming back with other guys, and I was like, yeah, I, I've heard of those guys too. Like I know Steve Sachs had it, but Knobloch is like to me. Maybe it was just in my wheelhouse of growing up. Whenever that was, that I remember, like he could not throw it from second base to first base. Yeah. It was Short wild. Yeah. 
after being an all-star at the position. That has to be a terrifying feeling. Oh, it's going to be awful. Well, listen, I mean, I've done, if anybody's played golf, you've, I mean, I had the shanks for a year and a half. Yeah, but you're but doesn't not. It feel like you're like, I understand there are guys out there who can be very accurate with the golf club. But throwing a baseball 30 feet and hitting a golf ball just feel a little bit different. Feet is a little bit yeah, different. Yeah, but like if you've hit the golf ball all right, like, I mean, I was like, a, let's see, at the time when I came down here, probably like an eight, nine handicap guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm shooting in the low 80s and I could not hit it. The ball went that way every time I swung. <laughs> and, and it was like, Dave you can't watching out. you play golf, holding his head like, oh. And, and you know what happens when you do that? You just keep hitting more balls and trying to get it. And all you do is make it worse. Yeah. Because you don't know how to get out of it. And so I'll, never I'll tell you a story about that real quick. We do this, uh, the Players' Championship. I think they're still doing it, but they have the shootout for charity. And so I have the shanks in the golf game. Seriously, it was like a year and a half. It was awful. And so, but I would get invited to it's a long time. The, the part three shootout for charity. Like a and it was the first year of it. Something. And I don't even know why I got invited, but I mean, like, Brunel's there, <laughs> Scobie's there, Martin Jackson there. Deville's like, there. I got no business They, they must have had somebody cancel, right? I mean, because it was like <laughs> 10 years ago now. Who was were... probably going to check the Twitter DM? Martin, no. <laughs> Brent was like the Skylar Thompson of the Celebrity Golf I was, Tournament. I was. And so anyway, but I know Scobie, right? And we'd probably actually even played golf by that time. And so we're warming up on the range, and I've got the shanks. Mm. And so... Hazel rocket right over to the left. <laughs> and Scobie's like, whoa. <laughs> like, he doesn't like just look over or something. He like makes this audible sound yeah, like he wants everyone oh, to you're know. in trouble. <laughs> like he knew it. He knows enough about golf. That's funny. And so that we're warming up, warming up. I'm like, what am I? I'm not even warming up. So we go up and now this is like a nervous thing. There's people. Yeah. You don't want to be embarrassed. No, there's people. There's team like our TV cameras are there. All this stuff. Yeah. And you get two shots. And I did not shake it. Oh. I actually, actually, got the, this is like the luckiest day of my life, hit the green on one of the shots. I can't remember which one. And finished second place. Brunel won. Look at you delivering under pressure. Second place. And I have no idea. But I was so scared that I was about. <laughs> there are people that are lined up. Yeah. Like where my shot was going, <laughs> like I could have hit them. <laughs> No you're problem. Like, do you want to hand out helmets before I go? <laughs> Got any of those head mitts laying you're like, around? You're like, head mitt was yeah. a real thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was shaking. So I, I, I could feel for that guy a little bit. But I, I thought of Chuck Knobloch to really go full circle with this story. Mm-hmm. Like, you just called out Vince Young's wonder like yeah. it was no problem just because you had a nice steak at It'll his restaurant. My head for and the I felt the life. same way about Knobloch last night. I was like, poor guy, man. <laughs> I mean, guy had a good career, too. Guy was yeah, a good ball player. player. And that's what I remember about him. Yeah, it's tough. It's- he was an all-star. Like, here's the thing. I didn't want the ball hit to me when I played baseball, mostly because I didn't want it to do anything, right? It had nothing to do with actually throwing it. That was actually my favorite part. If I could field it, I was going to make a good throw. But, like, that's got to be terrifying. You're standing out there like, please don't hit it to me. The kicker yesterday is probably like, please don't score. Please yeah. don't score Oh, again. he got to that point. But I think also, that- don't get for a field goal either. Like, strictly punts. Is like, the, I can't go out there. Is the Gallup, is the Gallup shot? A meme somewhere? Yeah, big time. Is it? Because <laughs> yes. I, I, I didn't look if it was, but I rewound it four times and showed, like, the whole family. I was like, Steph, come check this out. Kaylee, come watch this. No, you didn't see it close enough. Look at his face. Just basking in the <laughs> failure of this poor dude. His face is terrific in that. And uh, at least he made one. Um, at least he did the bare minimum. Uh, what, are you, what are they going to do? What did you get? 
I mean, it'll be fine. McCarthy says they want to keep him on. He's made like multiple 60s this year, I'm pretty no, sure. No, he's a good kicker. Yeah. You keep him. Well, he says he wants to. He didn't say that it's locked in. He's, He's going to go to practice to see if that guy can make him. He goes, we really want to keep him on board. He's been great for us this year, is I think. What he has been. Like, he's a really, is He's a good kicker. Great. But uh, I would be, you know, it was Dallas and Tony Romo messed up the snap, the hold, remember? Yes. If they lose this game because of this guy's got the shanks. Yeah. That's my thing, though. Can you be like, yeah, the next game, I get that. But, like, you're blowing out Tampa. Like, could they really have been that mad at him? Well, no, did you, I, I tweeted, I was like, this is only can happen in Dallas. They are actually putting on a show, and the headline's going to be the kicker missed three extra yeah, points. Four. four. Or four extra points. <laughs> yeah, that's right, four. One for five. And, I mean, that, but that's such a Dallas thing, right? Very much so. I, I was probably the headline more than they beat Tom Brady and sent him into retirement, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Funny game. I just, uh, poor guy. I don't know if you're McCarthy, how you trust this guy moving forward. Practice yeah. or not. Speaking of trust, guys. Trevor Lawrence talked today mm-hmm. about the Waffle House menu and everything else. Oh, cool. But he confirms again because there was this story going around that he he did it again at the goal line. He called his own number. On the the sneak, on the two-point conversion. Oh my goodness. Is that what he, I mean, we're talking about big-time plays here. Yeah. And you see something, you see something I guess from the quarterback perspective. That's pretty wild. No, it now. still takes a lot of moxie, a lot of what we used to call chutzpah. <laughs> that is, I don't listen, know if I'm co-signing player. this time. Really? I mean, that was the season. Man believes in himself. I don't know, man. Highest percentage uh, short yardage play when you need a yard? You go quarterback. I don't know. I have no idea how to feel about that, to be honest with you. Thank goodness it worked. Uh, well, there's a lot of different ways to see. I think this is a big story now because he did it in Nashville on the player that he kept. He stiff arms the guy and he gets in the end zone. Now, who, who knows how many more times he's done this? Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a common thing. you got to imagine that these weren't the first two times. It, well, in the pullet one is is definitely more risky than the, the QB sneak. Like, yeah. I mean, Doug played quarterback. If you see a hole, and by the way, it he was easy. Into it. Yeah. Like, it was easy. So he made the right call and he knew it. So yeah. if you see it. Go for it. Look, Tom Brady's made a career on diving into the or under the pile. And I'm sure it wasn't always like a call. Maybe it's something he saw and nobody lined up and said, all right, we're going here. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe. I don't know. But maybe this happens more often. But we're talking about Trevor Lawrence's development a lot this year, right, and his confidence and being able to shake off the four picks and come back and do what he did. And to me, this, this just speaks volumes about who the Jags have at quarterback as their franchise QB. It, it does show that moxie, uh, that he's got confidence in his abilities that's a Super Bowl winning coach on the sideline, and you're a second year player that really you've done some things in the second half of the year, but until then you really hadn't done much at all. Yeah. And you're like, no, By offense, NFL bro, standards. I've got the play. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. I think there's a lot that shows, like, again, this is a guy that everybody, not everybody, some people suggested after that London game, this doesn't have the dog in him, man. Mm. That huddle video doesn't have the dog in him. Doesn't have the dog in him. Jags fans, even some, said it. They didn't think he did. Yep. Now you're seeing a guy call his own number? Now you're seeing a guy point the scoreboards and fight Tennessee Titans at the end of a game? Now you're seeing a guy come back from four picks to throw four touchdowns and win you a playoff game? I should never ask about the dog and Trevor Lawrence anymore. He might get bit. <laughs> I mean, that's so I think these things are bigger and magnified in these moments. 
And he also, there's another, we'll play some of the press conference later or throughout the week, of course. But there's another part of this news conference today with him that I think is really cool bit too. He was talking about the fourth and one play. And in the huddle, he's like, listen, this is our season. We make this play, we win the game on the fourth and one. That was his message to the team. Yeah, straight out of like a movie. And and by the, I think a lot of quarterbacks probably know that, say that. There's a message in there. What I wonder is how much do they deliver the message and it doesn't come true. <laughs> but I, I think what his point was, he rallied. The, I always ask that question. Not always, but young players, I often ask the guys like the offensive lineman, how's he in the huddle, you know? And most guys, they always say the same thing about. But to me, that gives just an inside look at the huddle to say he knew the importance of the play, first of all, because he knew where it was at and he knew the moment we were in here in Jacksonville. He also had that just thought, at least had the, um, you know, this this sixth sense, if you will, to remind them how important it was. Like, that's leadership, right? That That's what he's there for. He's the guy barking out the signals. And then also to say, if we make this play, even if we get the four inches, we're winning the football game. Like, he wasn't like, hey, we keep our season alive. No, we're winning the football game. Yeah. And he actually spoke it into existence because obviously ETN takes it 16 yards down the field, whatever it was. But they weren't in like, this wasn't like at the 30-yard line you were going to kick it. I mean, I think there's a lot in there. Like, I think these little moments now, these magnified spots, that might have been there, heck, in week three and four, and we don't even know about it. I think are teaching us a lot about Trevor Lawrence, the player, uh, the confidence, the, the franchise QB, the CEO of the organization, because that's what you ask the franchise quarterback to be. And I don't sleep on these sound bites as just like fun little things to, to listen to. I think there's a lot in these little sound bites here, just even today, that's coming out on the QB sneak and the fourth and one that tell me a lot about Trevor Lawrence if you don't know him already. So as an outsider looking in, it feels like this team really does trust in this man, in Trevor Lawrence. I guess my question to you is, do you think it would have been as easy to earn the trust, to win over these guys as a second-year guy at 23 years old, talking to men at 32 years old or 30 years old, if they had all been on this team for a while before Trevor got there? Or do you think it's easier because everyone was new to the franchise? It's it's not just that the rookie kid or the young kid is new, but we're all new, so it's easier to be led by this guy. Or do you think that has nothing to do with it? I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of some veteran who's 33 years old listening to this 23-year-old <laughs> child tell me what's going to happen and then deliver. Like, he earns it. I do. I think that's a good call, and I wonder about that sometimes too, right? Um, I think we have a it's a little hard in, like, our our world. Like, could Casey tell you how it's going to be? And you're like, yeah, man, I'm right behind you. Yeah, Brent, um, answer. Yeah, it's a, No, I think that's a fair question. That's where I was going with it. Like, in our workplace, would we do that with it? somebody 10 years younger hasn't been in the business? 20 years. But yeah. Dude, I put every 20. person under 27 on the pay no mind list. You ain't talking to me. Yeah, and that's problematic for you too. But I mean, <laughs> this is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow a nice, warm, toxic work environment. But... First of all, it's I growing. think even in the workplace, I think if you are like, if you care about the product and not really just about yourself, right? right? And, and I think a lot of people in our line of work do care about the product. Of and course, yeah. <clears throat> management sometimes even takes advantage of that. But uh, <laughs> um, like, so now, now uh, you spit. I'm a bad influence. Now you guy. spit in facts. Just across the board in our industry, by the way, that is. And, uh, That's what I meant. Really in most industries. <laughs> and, and probably in most industries, but I can, in, industries, but I can just tell you about ours. So I, I don't think uh, I think at first you might be like, yeah, whatever. But when they deliver, yeah, he's earned like it. if Casey's delivering, 
Well, then, yeah, man, I want more input. All right, give me it to me again. You've earned some trust there. I like the input. I don't want to be the guy doing everything and making the decisions. Right. Yeah, I want that. I need it. And from the quarterback position, like, these guys really relish having that quarterback be the leader. Like, that's just the way they're brought up in football. It really is like the way you want to be led on that team. It is. Like, you want that guy. And if you've got that guy, you think you have a chance. And so I'm going to add one more element to it. I think in our world or your industry, if you're listening, whatever that is, if you have a young pup who's got a ton of talent, you're actually more scared of that guy, potentially, that, oh, well, like, I overtaking take my job. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that's not the case oh. <laughs> here. You <get> full stop. <laughs> and period. Well, there's also, Hello? those guys aren't, they don't have to worry about that. The Brandon Sheriffs of the world, he plays sure. line. Right. He doesn't play quarterback, right? Yeah. So they, he plays a totally different position. And then the other element to that is when those guys see somebody who's got skill set and talent like Trevor, they want to wrap that up, bubble it up, ride with that. Because again, you know what they know? They know if they win and they play well, they probably make more money. And are happier, feel more fulfilled, work is more satisfying. That's like, I can talk a lot of silliness on the radio, but if a 25 year old works here and they're showing me they're extremely talented, really good at what they do, like I oh. want to work with that person. Oh, absolutely. I want to learn from this person. So like in cases and since like <laughs> if he could really sell <laughs> like sell what? Then we Exactly. Yeah. So like he could make us more money? Yeah. Like oh, then man. we'd be on board. <laughs> cool. Right? But yeah. the, but the line and the receivers and everybody else are looking at Trevor like you can make me more money. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to look at it selfishly, you I'm not saying you can make me more money, that. more championships, you can make me more legacy, all of it. All of that. Right? And it's hard to do when you have uh, Tyler Huntley, there it is, playing quarterback, right? It's just not the same guy, right? So I do, I think that's it's a good question, and I wonder about it a lot. Like that young mix, that's why I say it. I do think people say football is the ultimate team game, and I understand what they say about that. I actually think there's not enough talk about the locker room dynamic in a, in, in the NFL. Hmm. Like college, you don't have that. College, you have it a little bit. You got a senior, and especially now you got like COVID, twenty four year old guy with a nineteen year old kid or eighteen year old. But still, that's somewhat. And they're both they're both ending up at the same parties on campus, you know. Uh, you got you have a chance to have a thirty three year old guy in the locker room in the NFL who's got five kids. Yeah, he's right? not out running a Waffle House at three. And, in the and you got your quarterback. To your point, that's twenty three, and it might not be like where Trevor is in his life. It might be more like where Zach Wilson is in sure. his life. So I think those dynamics are really, really interesting and probably not talked about enough. Uh, but my point of this is, this kid's got all that, and we already knew he had the talent. Now he's got the confidence in that moment to make those decisions. He's grown because, that pedigree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and now Doug probably gives him a little more trust. Hey, I like what you saw there. But Doug is also the guy who'd be like, it better work. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he kind of says it. It better work yeah. if you're going to do that. And it seems like Trevor's made two huge plays this year that have worked at a when he's decided to do that. Yeah, at a minimum. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz will try to go sell a spot or two. I'm just trying and, to figure out uh, who I am in this analogy. Yeah, for, I, uh, for a minute, I thought yeah, I knew. Yeah, you, thought I you, were, know. you thought you were freaking Trevor Lawrence for a minute. I did. And I had You're to bring you back down. Right but now I'm thinking I'm Zach Wilson. I'm like, why should you just walk out of work? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where I fit in here. Amanda's calling the law. Aren't we all? We'll be back on ESPN 690. Oh, that Jags locker room was raucous. Thank you, Arden Key. Raucous is like, uh, I feel like a word my grandmother used to always say. 
Probably. Well, ruckus is different than a raucous. Raucous? Raucous. R-A-U and R-U. A ruckus, I think, is describing that there is a loud noise happening. A raucous environment is something a little bit different. Let me get the exact definition for you, buddy. You do that. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Certainly not Vince Young. <laughs> so raucous <laughs> is an adjective. Common theme of the show. Horse, harsh, rough, grating, and husky as a sound. Hmm. But like a ruckus is something different, I think. How do you spell the two? Ruckus is R-U-C-K-U-S. Makes sense. Which one should I have said? I thought a, a raucous atmosphere instead of a ruckus, but a ruckus is a disturbance or a commotion. So someone causes a ruckus with a raucous atmosphere. Mm. I, I still don't know what Listen, you should have said. If this we haven't confused worst. you yet, we are an educational program here on Brent and Friends on ESPN Listen, 690. I went we to Kingsborough Community College, so you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> it took me six years to get my bachelor's, so I have lots of college experience. I just like how you caught that. Like, I would never ca- catch that. Yeah. You know what, though? A lot of people think people who harp on grammar are jerks. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> here I am. No, no. Actually, I don't mind it. And I catch stuff, too. There's certain things that bother, like, our ears. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not a big fan of the old grammar police on Twitter. Yeah. Because well, you're typing and it's auto-correcting. And because you, you do it a lot. I know. Well, I also feel like anyone who's going to attack you... People are way better at it now. They used to be awful. It's like, shut up, dude. With all that they attack you for on Twitter, nice. I would think, like, grammar would be a nice reprieve from the norm. <laughs> Brent, you're an idiot. You also spelled there wrong. <laughs> yes. And I hate when it happens. Like, I'll go back and see it, especially on the show. I'll go back and see it. A tweet, I'm like, oh, shoot, I spelled that wrong. And that makes no sense. <laughs> Nobody but, said anything. And I'm so proud of Twitter when nobody says anything because I'm like, all right, you get it. Like, you get it. Like, or they just missed it. Well, they might. I see your profile picture. They just keep scrolling. Like, By the know. way, Glenn C. chipping in here. He goes, your ruckus turned into a fracas. <laughs> and then uh, YB is just like, hey, just say it was lit. You say it was very oh, good point. Thank that's, you, hey, YB. YB, that's a good point, Rand. That was yeah. the best advice yet. I was just giving a shout out to my grandmother <laughs> with the ruckus or ruckus. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. It was lit in the locker room is what I'm trying to say. Litty. And uh, it, it's you could feel it. You yeah. Know? You I just bet. feel their energy. You feel the vibe. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool today in the locker room because guys would still go back and they're still smiling and relishing that Saturday. They've decompressed from it. And I have no thoughts that they are, like, still hung over from it. But – They'll acknowledge it like, yeah, that was out of the norm. They, a lot of the guys in the locker room said today that they usually will go back and watch the film, you know, on their iPad or something like that. Well, they said they went back and watched like two or three times. Mm. And they, a lot of them don't usually watch the TV copy. And they went back and watched the TV copy. <laughs> they wanted to really bathe in and, this and Christian Kirk was really good about it because he said, when I went back and watched like the TV copy too, it's like it said 27 to nothing. And I was like. Wow, it was 27 and nothing. Yeah, I guess that does really bring it home for you. Yeah. To see it right in front of you like that. Yeah, I think that's when it registered. And some of them said even, you know, it might take until the offseason to fully appreciate kind of what they did. And I get that. They're kind of locked into the next thing. Walker Little told me, he said, you know, it's not that easy to flip. It's not that hard to flip the script right now because you know the next game you're playing 
is the most important. Like, I really, there's a lot at stake. Yeah. So the stakes actually force you. And I would think Kansas City in this instance force them to pay attention to detail because they know they're so good. You know, a lot of times you don't want to give teams flowers. You know, you really don't as a competitor. You know, like, yeah, we're better than them or they're. Kansas City is so good in kind of a New England kind of way where people are acknowledged. Yeah. Like, it's common knowledge. It's fact. Like, they are really good. Really good. Like, if you were playing Buffalo, you'd say, yeah, they're talented, they're dangerous, they're all this. But it's okay to ask a question to these guys and be like, like, you can't make a lot of mistakes. Like, they are that good. And they're like, yeah, they are that good. Yeah. There's no secrets about it. So, it's an interesting week. Do you think that had the Jags had Baltimore – or Miami this week, that they would run the risk of that hangover from the Chargers game? It's a great question, I think, but I still wish they had them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wouldn't you love to find out for real? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a really good question. Also, and do I you think, think that's very possible. Be, do you think there will be a member of the media this week who will criticize the team for being too happy about last week's win? No, that's what I was trying to guard against in this conversation. I'm just trying to give you perspective of the line of questioning that's still going on. Remember, now, we didn't talk to these guys Sunday or Monday. Right. So you're still kind of trying to get the – Saturday was so big, so monumental – that you're still in that mode a little bit. I know we're doing TV shows tonight, and you still want to kind of talk about that, and you almost have to talk about where you've been to get to where you're going. And and these guys have been very good at that. Some people want to shut that out and shut that down. And I think by Wednesday, which would normally be their availability, they probably wouldn't be as uh, open to talking about it. But because these games have been on Saturday, it was really just a couple of days ago. Yeah, You know, they're closer to that one than they are to the next one coming up. But what I'm my curiosity is about the mentality of this football team, not that if they can handle anything, but just this switch. They have gone from a Cinderella story to now two games away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we asked this question for the last week and a half, really. We say it just about every day on the show. Are the Jaguars good? Well, I think the answer is crystal clear. They are good because they're one of the eight teams left. There's one no, the four there's in no the AFC. fake team yeah. in the last eight. None. The Giants are good. Now, the Giants and the Jags have some of the longest odds to make the Super Bowl yeah. and win the Super Bowl. Well, just because you're good doesn't mean you're better than everybody else. Well, that's the problem. There's too many damn good teams. <laughs> like, they, those teams are damn good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, elite. The Jags aren't elite. The Jags are good, but the Jags aren't elite. Yeah. Kansas City is an elite team. Yes. Cincinnati can be an elite team. I think Buffalo an elite can be an elite team. Buffalo can be an elite team. They've shown Look. the ability. Philadelphia is elite. San Francisco's elite. Dallas, I'm not sure, is elite. I mean, they because they like haven't it proven it. I know, but they haven't proven it. The other teams have kind of been there all the, the whole time and consistently. And the Giants aren't elite, and I don't think the Jags are elite. I think that's a fair characterization. Some would argue that the Dallas Cowboys are elite, but not the way they played the last two months. The defense wasn't good enough to be considered elite, in my opinion. Some people are trying to uh, cut the Eagles down like they're not elite. Well, the Eagles, people have gone to sleep on the Eagles, Casey. Because of the last three weeks of this year, right? I mean, we, we've forgotten that they were really, really better than yeah. everybody else. All and year. San Francisco is making us kind of forget that they were better than everybody else. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're sleeping on the Eagles, you're going to be like me through all these damn morning shows and my alarm goes off. Waking up when they start playing football because you're going to remember them. Eagles are good. And coming to town. March 25th, Vistar Veterans <laughs> Memorial Arena. You're a bum. You I don't think they're as good as San Francisco, but, you know. San Francisco is legit. San Francisco is now the betting favorite to win. Oh, yeah. They should be. That is a nasty team. You can't score on them. Okay, but, okay. And you can't uh, stop them from scoring. So the Eagles and San Fran play each other. And I know you're a big Purdy fan. Mm -hmm. But in that game, 
Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. And you got a kid playing his seventh game or sixth game, or whatever it is. Yeah, Jalen Hurts better quarterback in that game, no doubt. Yeah, and so, not that I mean, Purdy's been who? Who they just beat? Um, Seattle. Yeah, so like it's it's not the same, right? They'll he have also to didn't Dallas. have a great game, even. Though yeah, like Casey even if they played Dak, like three Dak thirty can be and three is not a great game. Eighteen for thirty they is knew, not a great game. They knew, really the in the NFC, the only quarterback mismatch you would say from a Purdy standpoint is probably Jalen Hurts based on credentials. Yes. Right? Jalen Hurts is a significantly better player. Yeah, and, and based on resume. And Daniel Jones has not proven that to be you true. You would say Dak and Nah, because I think Dak's thrown too much inconsistency. I, I feel like... There's too much inconsistency. This like year, Brock Purdy's okay. been more consistent the ball since he came in than Dak has this year. So I, I think... Uh, I guess what I'm getting... Or I mean, we've turned this into the Eagles and the, and the Niners... But I well, think people be. sleep on the Eagles. You know the other team they slept on a lot of this year it is really Kansas City. Like Kansas City hasn't gotten the headlines because they're a stale headline. Yeah. Very it's quietly 14 wins. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 14 wins. And quietly, which is yeah. weird. And they lost the one of the best wide receivers and the most dangerous paying me wide receiver in the game and ended up with the most prolific offense in the NFL without him. And didn't it feel like we were looking for excuses all year long to say that their time had passed? And it just hasn't. It just hasn't. We were like, oh, the Bills look unbeatable. Eh. Oh, the Bengals are getting hot. Eh. But like in your context too, Casey, like you say San Francisco, I get it. Philadelphia. I'll take Kansas City over both of them. Like if you're giving me a team to ride with, you know, whether it was a month ago or something like that, like I would take them over those teams that are amongst the favorites. That's what I'm getting at. Not this week. Kansas City, San Francisco would be a tough one for me to pick Kansas City, but I don't know that I could pick San Francisco. I like that's a tough game. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning San Francisco. I just think that defense is too good. Now, I will say, as every game that goes on, the question is, can Brock Purdy handle it? He handled it last week. He didn't start well. He bounced back three thirty and three. That's good for most, not good enough for Aaron Schachter. But as it continues to go on, does he keep having these performances in the NFC Championship? If they get there, if the Super Bowl, can he handle himself? That'll be the question. But I think just the defense that they're running out there, I think they can stop anybody, including Kansas City. Yeah, I I, I don't watch San Francisco enough to know like how would they handle Kelsey. You know, I mean, but can anybody slow down Mahomes? I mean, yes is the answer. He just. Mahomes has to have a bad day, and it's not like defenses do that to him. He does that. He kind of does it. Yeah, yeah, be a little off. And and to be the team that right now is the kryptonite is Cincinnati. I mean, they're really the kryptonite to KC. They're not afraid of them. They beat them. They they know how to beat them. I actually wonder if Cincinnati is a worse matchup for San Francisco than. Kansas City. Oh my gosh, that offensive line though against San Francisco's D-line, yeah, I just can't That's the part that's the part that I wonder about. But I think when you look at the talent on the outside, San Francisco is leaps and or uh, Cincinnati is yeah. leaps and bounds above Kansas City because at least with KC you're like I'm taking away Kelsey and these other guys might beat us, but with our corners I don't think so. I think if you put Cincinnati there, Jamar Chase and T Higgins can beat San Francisco's corners, but does Burrow have enough time? Unlikely. You know what's wild? Like, uh, San Francisco, I, I just haven't seen a ton of them because we're on Sundays, we're watching the Jags, and I don't even think they've played in prime time much. Maybe once this year if they did. Have they? And, and But their secondary, to your point, Casey, is act, as good as their defense is, the place you can beat them is in their secondary. Right. If I've read things correctly. 
Right. That's why I, I and Cincinnati has Kansas City's number, so I, I think that's a better matchup. But then you got to be Buffalo, who Buffalo could also be a problem for them because same deal, the wide receivers. I just want to throw out this Mahomes stack because we were talking about Mahomes, whether the defense can make him lose or he makes himself lose. I saw this today. Man, all right. So this article is just telling you, blitzing is not the answer with Mahomes. He's one of the most efficient passers in NFL history against the blitz. When operating from a clean pocket, though, he leads the NFL in quarterback rating 118.2, PFF grade of 94.2, completion rate of 75.6, passing touchdowns 29. Like, you can't blitz, you can't zone, you can't man, you can't press, you can't cover. You just, just don't show up. You just got to hope he misses. You kind of do. And he does miss. Like, people, again, we, we saw. Well, he takes shots. Justin Herbert missed a couple of wide open plays. And when Trevor missed the Zay Jones play two weeks ago, we're like, I can't believe it. How could he be a generational guy and miss that play? Well, Mahomes misses that. Not that, but, I mean, he right. misses sometimes. Uh, we saw Herbert miss. Yeah, no one's infallible. You know, they're not. They they do miss, but they make up for it. See, yeah. that's the thing. Well, guess what Trevor did the other day? Made up for it. He made up for it. You know? And those, those, are what the, those guys do that. Like Josh Allen... He was awful at times the other day. Well, there's a difference then between he makes up for it. there's a difference between missing and having a miss that costs you the game, like Dak Prescott did when he played the Jaguars. Yeah. Well, and by the way, he still gets blamed for that. It wasn't even his fault. The second pick, yes. Yeah, it was a beautiful throw, and the guy dropped it. He got popped. Yeah. So, Kansas City's interest in me. I really do think they've gone under the radar this year because we're just used to them being good, and it's like okay, okay. But their story is incredible. They lose Tyreek Hill. And, and they are better. It's like a sleepy better. <laughs> How or, have we already gotten stale of Patrick Mahomes? Like, I know, I think everybody, see, this is the other problem with Mahomes. I think everybody appreciates him and loves him. There's no, like, polarization with Kansas City. Like, who hates Kansas City? When the when the Patriots were crushing everybody, people hated Bill Belichick. Early on, to, they didn't, though. Not early on, but by five year five, they did. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and so people were tired of it. Yes. And then you had all this other stuff going on, whether it was Deflate Gate or the Yeah, cheating now they're stuff cheaters or, and there's a reason to hate them. Yeah, nothing like that with Kansas City. Like, Kansas City is like a likable team, a likable franchise. I was talking to Steph today. I was like, because they were thinking about going to the game. I said, well, the fan base is cool. Like, they're not going to give you a hard time for having a Jags jersey on. Like, they're, I'm sure there will be some, but it's a nice fan, Midwestern fan base. Kansas City, wonderful city. It's Yeah, so what are we doing here? That's a nice place to be. Like, why doesn't I need to find somebody who hates Kansas City? Me. Like the like Mahomes and Reed and the team. Maybe I should make some phone calls to Kansas City to some random. I mean, people. outside of the AFC West, they hate them because they know they're they're gonna run the division for them. Yeah, that's true. I you, hate them. You hate them? Yes. We'll be back on ESPN six night. We're back! Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. <laughs> that was Casey saying. What is back. what is it with what? Why are you shooting at me today? He's not shooting at you. You just shot at me in the break. You told me I was the least important person in your life. <laughs> well, facts. <laughs> like I'm trying to help. It's chronological order, man. You're talking about the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. I got shows to worry about today and getting us to Kansas City. You told me to worry about it. You said I text you me this job. information. I texted. I get nothing back. Yeah, I know. He doesn't give you any respect. Casey. I know. nothing. No respect. <laughs> it's it's have... Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You <laughs> guys are the Ravens. Don't let him talk to you like that, man. <laughs> I didn't have a good answer, so I was like, I'm not just doing some small talk thing. Like, okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll digest it later. That's right. That'd have been great. I'll digest it later. I'd have been okay. 
Awesome. You did a good job on your assignment, though, overall. Those were options. I, I do appreciate good that. all the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't I, Na- I name time. one time I've been bad recently. I don't want to tell you how you feel. You're in a soft spot today. I get this, I get man, this man lives in a soft spot. Have you seen the way he looks? Unbelievable. Why is that funny? In fact, the, the funniest thing about this part is like, he'll be mad that you know, I don't say anything. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. he'll think I'm serious. <laughs> He's about to go in the tank, people. He really at five is o'clock. angry. Football at five with Casey in the tank. Look out, Middleton. Overtime's going to be a little different today. I'm so lost at what's happening. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> love it! Hey, we're getting a little yeah. punchy around here, people. It's been a it's been a lot in a row. I would love to punch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, fair enough. Fair enough. Are we missing anything in sports? Is Tom Brady going to retire Not again? We uh we talked a little bit about the options for Tom Brady. None of us believe he's going to retire. I do. None of us. Okay, none of us. <laughs> I don't know why Casey thinks he's going to retire. The man is still better than more than half the quarterbacks in the league, he's in my estimation. He's just at the middle of half. In my estimation. So you could put him at 50. There are certainly teams that want him. you got enough young quarterbacks in the league who are playing awful that you could stand this man in front of them and learn them a thing or two. Uh, I kind of feel like he should retire. Like The only reason I don't think he should retire is because he threw his whole marriage away. To keep playing. <laughs> so you might as well just keep going. We don't I'm, know if those things are related. Well. But it seems like it. It seems like it. Okay. Like so Brent is living in denial right now. I'm going to make that connection. If I'm wrong, Tom, you can call me out on it. It's fine. No big deal. Quote, retweet. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. phone rings in a second. <laughs> Tom. I'd be like, whoa. Uh, so if you're going to do that, you might as well keep playing because somebody's going to take you. That's the only reason I would advise him to keep playing. But I don't know, man. He throws 66 times. I would just say I'm good. 66 times. Like, I can be so rich in other spots. Yeah, but again, they don't think like that. I can I be mean, on Fox working one money. day a week. He does still play. Like, he is, what is he now, like an upper echelon, like half uh, the league quarterback? No, he's right in the middle. We Are you talking about this. where he belongs on the saying. power so ranking? Like 15, top 15 quarterback? He's got him at like 15 or 16. I've got him at like 13. Okay. Well, yeah. We're talking about Tom Brady. Like, Yeah, we are. He shouldn't be the 15th best quarterback in the NFL. If you're the 15th best quarterback in the NFL, you have a higher standard. You should be going to the broadcast booth then. Yeah. Well, like, he's got that all locked up. But I also think that Today's fifteenth best quarterback is different than ten years ago. Fifteenth best quarterback. Well, like, that's fair. Pat Mahomes is elite. Jalen Hurts has turned himself into an elite quarterback. Joe Burrow is elite. Josh Allen is elite. Justin Herbert is elite. Trevor Lawrence is becoming elite. Tua had a great year. Okay, so I don't know if you put him permanently over Tom Brady, but he had a great year. Jared Goff had a great year. Is he better than Tom Brady? Yes. I don't know. Geno Smith had a great year. That's where I draw the line. If you say Jared Goff is better than Tom Brady, like, isn't then that Tom insanity? Brady should retire. But he's not. He's not better. I would ride with Jared Goff right but now. But if you're thinking about it, he should retire. I'm not thinking about it. I'm telling you, I'd ride with Jared Goff right now. Here's the deal. Tom Brady is Al Michaels. That is so disrespectful. No, it's not. Al yeah. Michaels is better than a lot of people. Better than a ton of people. This is but actually he's not what he used to be. This is actually a great comparison coming off two mid games from both guys. Hmm. Hey, seriously, he's not who he used to be. Like Al's got great pipes, guys. Al with Rivera, but Al doesn't have the passion for it, and he's not as good as he was. Seventeen games, sixty-seven percent completion, forty-seven hundred yards, twenty-five touchdowns, nine interceptions, twenty-third most points scored in the league, eight wins. 
The team was trash. No, they weren't. They were injured all year. His offensive line was hurt, and this man needs the protection. Okay, so then for that argument, he should be staying in Tampa because you're not going to go find Chris Godwin and Mike Evans elsewhere. He doesn't need receivers. He needs offensive linemen. Right, but they're injured. They're not dead. I mean, they're coming back. These guys are going to come back from injury. Fair. So maybe he resigns there. I don't think he does. I think he's moving on. But I'm just saying... More so than wide receivers, more so than running backs or tight ends, the man needs bookends and guards. That's what he needs. Pretty soon he's going to need a cane. It's accurate. Hey, you should be Tom five. Brady. You have a Coming mild day. ESPN so 690. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 